0: I suppose the and the are being given People deluded I'm back again thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time welcome back to another edition of the deluded podcast the dg podcast the really and truly podcast one love to everybody locked in if you're on youtube hit the like button one love to the spotify and the apple crew because you lot have listened to this or are listening to this just before the youtube freeloaders one love to everyone as usual you know it's friday hope everyone's in good spirits hope everyone's had a week to remember hope everyone's got their health One's the same and whatnot. Now the Premier League's back. People, as an Arsenal fan, whether I want that or whether calling for it to return is a, is a brave decision. I don't know. We've got a six-pointer. You know, I'd even take it a step further and say it's a nine-pointer because I would say not only do you earn three points and, and another three because it's a relegation rivals. I would say that's three. That's three positive points for Arteta to relieve some sort of pressure on his position. Now whether it will, you know whether he lasts is another thing. We heard he had five games to save his job. So by that logic, there's four games left, you know, Norwich, Burnley, Spurs. And I don't know who we have in October really at the start, but I know October's a a difficult month for Arsenal. Um, So yeah, I hope everyone's in good spirits. Obviously, we're going to preview the Premier League, talk about a couple talking points and and whatnot. First thing I want to speak about is because is this now? I think obviously, if you've been paying attention during the international break when England have played, you know, we've had the whole palaver with Poland, booing the knees and carrying on silly, and we saw the the unsavory, unsavorable scenes in the in in in, in at half time in the corridors and whatnot. Um. You know, we all saw against Bulgaria what happened, and it says a lot about these racist idiots than it does about anyone else. But I mean, and you're also seeing a lot of other incidences, like you know, Sawyer's of West job being a West Brom fan, has been given a lifetime term ban. I know there's been something with a Bolton player. There's every day, you know. At this point, you can't you can't see every incident of racism, whether it's on social media, or whether it's in the real life. Now, for me, you know, as I as I tweeted as as I tweeted at the time, people obviously when you see the the this, the Education Secretary Gavin Williams, Williamson, you know, I purposely said his name wrong. When he's confusing Marcus Rasford with a certain rugby player, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, people. And I need to find just to just to paraphrase exactly what I meant, people. You know, but before I read it out to you, for me, it's either racism, either racism, ignorance, or unconscious bias in brackets, which is deep rooted within racism. Take your pick. Really, it's all three. You know, these two players have two very different names, look different, completely physically you know Black is beautiful, and there's many shades of black, and you're just black. But they're two completely different complexions. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't get Harry Kane and and Jack Grealish mixed up, and that's how silly it is. You know, the rugby don's got blonde hair more time. Rashford's got his, you know, I want to say level one, but he's doing his footballer cuts. You know, they're probably two different heights. They're two different physicalities. They're two different people. You know, obviously in life, generally there are honest mistakes and things. But do I think the educational secretary is doing that? No. You know, it's an unconscious bias to assume black people the. Same same or all look the same you know i would actually say something sinister they purposely do these things you know to, to, to kind of belittle and whatnot people If the educational secretary who, Remember education is key If the educational secretary Can't even have the common decency to realise Who he's talking to, you know It's a slap in the face and it tells us everything We know, he said he made a genuine Mistake after he met, after saying He met Marcus Rashford online, when instead He met the rugby player told Jay, forgive me for mispronunciations People, you know, what are you talking About, that's an unconscious bias Just damn right racism, just damn right culture. You're doing that to belittle people on on, on purpose, people, you know I'm not going to show you all Marcus Rashford With respect, I know you're all probably rugby fans But yeah, man um, I'm not going to show you Marcus Rashford Because I'm pretty sure you all know what the brother looks like But looking at this, you know You tell me in fact, there's a lovely picture of them together. People, let me, you know, one love to the Apple, um, to Apple and Spotify. You look can't see this, but on YouTube you can. You know, does this look like two people look the same, brother? One's got extensions, blonde extensions in his hair. Marcus Rashford, look at it. Two different people. So if you can look at them and say they're the same and assume you're talking about the same person, what does that mean? I'm sure you've probably got black people, that, black colleagues. What does that say about them? I, they typically say they got black friends. I don't know what black friends you got. And if you do, you've got one of them, one of them funky sort of brothers. I don't see no racism. You can call me the M word. It's all right. And all of that nonsense, you know, it's ridiculous. And let's be real. I'm pretty sure in his office, there probably isn't black individuals of prominent positions, you know, but there probably is cleaners and all of those sort of things, you know, such is life. He's telling me you don't see them. It's degrading. You know, it's very degrading, you know. Obviously, big up Marcus Rashford and and and, and as well, man, for what it's worth. I mean, sheer ignorance, you know, sheer ignorance, sheer ignorance, you know. It's just he doesn't you either you're either ignorant or you don't want to learn, people. You don't want to learn. How can you make it? You can't, that's not a mistake, that's a choice. That's an educated choice. They look exactly the same. You won't mix up David, David Cameron, and Boris Johnson, would you? You know, I'm pretty sure you're not gonna mix up Ed Ed Sheeran and some random brother on East and Phil Mitchell sat in. You know, so why are you doing it now, you dickhead, you man? Anyways, the less said on this all the better, people. Again, I ain't got no time for this, as you can tell. I haven't got no time for this. You know, because at this point, you're just taking us for an it for a dickhead. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, you know, two different accents as well, man. I'm sure the brother on the right, the rugby don, I'm sure he's even from London and Rashford's got the Mancunian accent. So even if he was an idiot and couldn't tell them apart, you'd think the accent would give it away. But like I said, Personally, I don't think these things are done by mistake. I think these things are choice. I think they're done at belittling people and they're coded in fancy sort of ways. But that's that people, you know, ignorance, one day ignorance will die, people. Um it should be the final nail in the coffin for Israel, people, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, but if you if 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 you if you, if you're honest with yourself it's not it's not good enough people so it's not good enough and even how has he spoken with Rashford because he's, Rashford's spokesperson confirms that he's never had any direct communications with Donny you know it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And and apparently, you know, with Atolje, the whole p- purpose of that phone call was about equal access to education during the pandemic. You know, how can this be your educational? St- if the guy can't tell the difference, and it's not this, it's not the first time. If this idiot cannot tell the difference, and he's your educational secretary, how can you expect the common man, whether they should be racist or not, to actually improve? This is the nonsense, and we're never going to achieve true liberty and true freedom within this country. You know, it's in racism ingrained within Britain. It's ingrained. It's built on racism, you know. They do a lot of good. Do a lot of good ways of making out that it's just America, but it's built on this. It's built on these on these things, you know. Every day there's something. If it's not these lot, it's the government. If it's not the government, it's certain individuals, and we're always gonna be here. Gotta remember, England's a small place. And when you start looking at the demographics, you know, minorities are a minority. So things will never change. That's why there's so much of a laxed approach to racism and all the things that happen in society and mirrors football and football the same and any other sport. It's quite degrading. It's quite belittling, man. What a dickhead, you know. You know, what a absolute dickhead. What a dickhead! And I mean, I'm not even gonna read what he said. He said he has respect for both of them and all of that, all of that sort of tosh people. But who gives a crap? Now, it, away from that, and let's get into football now, people. It just needed to be said. I'm sure you're all seeing, you know, FIFA versus clubs, clubs versus countries. Um, is taking or f- football, you know, yeah, clubs versus countries associations is taking a new level. Several players have been blocked from returning to their to to, to their clubs really, and they and Liverpool faced the prospect of not having Fabinho and Allison. Obviously, Chelsea could be without. Thiago Silva, Manchester United could be without Fred for the Premier League, but also when they play young boys midweek in the Champions League. For what it's worth, people, if you don't know, FIFA has blocked Premier League clubs from selecting Brazilian players who they refuse to release for international duty for five days at the request of the country's footballing association. Apparently, the world governing body has applied Article 5 and enforced a restriction period of September the 10th to the 14th, which would see the players miss this week's round of Premier League fixtures and also Tuesday's Champions League fixtures. The players who were not released for their World Cup qualifiers against Argentina and Peru are Rafinha of Leeds, Manchester United's Fred's uh, Fred Thiago Silva of Chelsea, Edison and Gab Jesus of Manchester City, Firmino, Fabinho, and Allison of Liverpool. So yeah, that's quite that's quite an L for Liverpool. You're probably looking at Adrian or someone else in goal for Leeds. You know, you're gonna be without Rafina and whatnot. Um So, yeah, man. But if I flip to a next article, apparently Liverpool actually believe FIFA has no basis to to prevent Premier League clubs from selecting Brazilian players this weekend. So I'm sure all the clubs, you know, City, Liverpool, they'll all be doing their own individual little things to get around this and they'll all be collectively lobbying together. And there might, there has to be something in this really and truly, you know, I mean, health is wealth at the end of the day. I, I understand both positions people, but, you know, all these clubs, I'm sure they've employed employing the lawyers and sports lawyers and all of these sort of things, people. Um, I'm trying to skip to what's, go- what's going on, people. Apparently, Liverpool believe that due to the circumstances surrounding the ongoing coronavirus pandemic and the quarantine measures players would have to face upon their return to the UK had they travelled, FIFA has no foundation with which to stop players from being selected by their clubs this weekend and, obviously, the other clubs will be latching on to this. Um, apparently, you know, most of the affected clubs also believe FIFA has no basis to ban the players as well for what it's worth, people. So we'll have to see what's, what's what's going on, people. We really will have to see, but it's not it's not pretty, man. It's not it's not pretty. Um, obviously Watford got their own thing with Chile, and for me, fundamentally, faith. I mean, um, man said faith. I'm reading something about faith. Um, for me personally, I would say health comes first, really and truly. You know, health comes first, man. You know, and obviously Sky, Sky Sports also reported that Chile, Mexico and Paraguay had called on FIFA to enforce the restriction period of Ben Beryton of Blackburn and Chile, um, Francisco Celerata of Watford and Chile, Newcastle and Paraguay's Miguel Amarinon, and obviously Raul Jimenez of Wolves Mexico. And I think it sets a bad precedent. Health is wealth. I mean, we're in... Un- uh, rules are rules, in it, but we're in uncharted waters. And I believe, you know, health is wealth. Obviously, Liverpool there's a there is a health point of view, and I'm not just saying just Liverpool. Health is wealth. Health is fundamental. These people are human. But if we move away from the emotion, Liverpool want to be able to select their players in the league. It's just like Ronaldo. He's made sure he's quarantined at the right time so he can get get things going at United. So that's them. For FIFA, obviously they want players playing. So. We'll have to see what happens in that regards, man. But hopefully there's a there's a resolution to such. Away from that, as you know, you know, FIFA still want to press ahead with plans of a World Cup every two years. Southgate indirectly, and we need to speak about England, really. Southgate kind of said that he's spoken with Arsene Wenger and whatnot. We all know UEFA have hit it with resentment. And apparently their president warns that the World Cup plans could lead to a European boycott. So you mean there could be a World Cup without the current World Cup holders in, in, in France, you know previous ones in germany in spain etc etc you know obviously i don't i don't know if the world cup will happen but i don't think these clubs would back out i just think it's you trying to bully people and whatnot um You know, the president has said, I think it will never happen as it's so much against the basic principles of football. What does I'm not disagreeing with what you said, but what the hell do you know about principles? You, I find it very funny. Whenever there's incidences that threaten to shake up the fabric of football, whether it's a world cup every two years or a super league, you've got the Premier League, sports houses. UEFA and organisations talking like they are there to protect the integrity of the game. The integrity of the game has gone down the toilet a long time ago. Just say what you want. Like I said, all of these people have dirty hands and they're they're saying the other person does. I don't understand that. What do you know about integrity of the game and things? I mean, UEFA have just been doing nonsense the whole time, really and truly. Um, What are you on about? And I do think in general... Away from whether we should have a World Cup every two years, the makeup of it and how it shakes up how we play international qualifiers. I'm for it because, again, they're more clustered and it's not. You get rid of a lot of a lot of pointless things, people. Um, Apparently, he said it's against the principle, basic principles of football. um, And he's criticized FIFA for not consulting UEFA before making their plans public. He said we could decide not to play in it. As far as I know, the South Americans are on the same page. So good luck with a World Cup like that. And as I said, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it will never happen as it's so much against the basic principles of football. To play every summer a one-month tournament for the players is a killer. It's every two years. It clashes with the Women's World Cup, with the Olympic football tournament. The value is precisely because it is every four years. You wait for it. It's like the Olympic Games. It's a huge event. I don't see our federation supporting that. You lot are where the money is. I hope that they FIFA will come to their senses because I don't see the right approach to go everywhere except the federations not to speak with us. They didn't come. They didn't call. I didn't get a letter or anything. I just read the media. They don't owe you nothing. Same way you don't always cons- cons- um, consolidate with FIFA people. And obviously, this mainly came as Wenger is conducting a feasibility study at the request of 166 footballing associations. Apparently, the proposal changes the international calendar and would mean a major finals every year, alternating between World Cups in even years and continental finals, such as the European Championship and Copa America in odd years. Within it, FIFA proposes to cut the number of international windows in a season to one or at most two in October and March, with no national team playing any more than seven matches, including playoffs now away from it being the next world cup i would like to see the international fixture calendar list revamped that's something fifa and uefa could practice what they preach as well wenger is right in the sense of he said that the calendar currently is outdated not practical and not efficient if i'm completely honest with you and i think a lot of club managers away from the world cup just in terms of changes and the players they'll support it you know I tried to, uh, so we'll have to see, you know, Wenger said, I tried to create a calendar that is clear, simple to understand, and that is modern. That means a better separation between club, um, football and federation. By respecting this 80, 20% um, of balance, I believe if I was in a club, I would sign with both hands for that programme. It would give me time to have the players and get the focus on what is important for the club. Overall, I would say the better separation between the club and national team football would improve the quality of concentration on both sides. That That is true. You know, apparently the proposals were championed by a group of former internationals such as Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, Real Ronaldo R9, Peter Smichael and Tim Cahill. Now, these lot are loyal to coin in it. Whoever is paying them, whoever is giving them an ambassadorial role, they will support the thing really and truly, you know. So I actually am not against necessarily a World Cup every two years, but I am. And for me, fundamentally, moving away from that, I would like to see the laws changed and, and, and bettered, really. Well, I say laws, just the calendar. I mean, bettered, really, if I'm completely honest with you. um, Away from that, people, obviously, you watched England draw 1-1. A good Harry Kane go a fantastic strike from Harry Kane cancelled out in the dying embers of the game. Um, Obviously, it all went terrible. Why Southgate didn't make substitutes, I don't know. I'm at the point where I don't try and go in depth with Southgate he's bewildering you know he's a good man manager but he's not cut out for the job saying that he had a good world cup the last world cup we went to just on the basis of of where we got to and the same happens for the euros now whether the world cup will be the same I don't know because I still don't see a style of play I still see us playing with the handbrake it was terrible man I don't think I think Kyle Walker over the international break his position unless he improved should be up for grabs you know he showed great restraint not you know why Glit is allowed to Whatever he was doing to his neck, he aired it. There was a bit of a fracas at at half-time. You know, we did have opportunities to score, but, you know, it was shaky, man, really and and truly. By all stretch of the imagination, I think Pickford was shaky. I I think the whole team looked a bit poor, but I think in particular, Grealish Mount, Walker didn't look up for it. Raheem Sterling was okay, but way too greedy. I think Luke Shaw, he weren't really to blame for the goal, but I did think he could have stopped the cross. You couple that in with Southgate and the subs, you know, I'm at the point where if it's not an international tournament, talking about England is boring, man. Like, I I don't... I watch the game, but I don't watch... I I haven't tried... I've purposely tried to watch, definitely not England, but any international friendlies, because I just can't get behind it unless there's serious things around it. So you know part of me the less said about it, England the better really and truly if i'm completely completely honest with you you know the less the less said the absolute better because it's not it's not really worth it man like it's, we're always talking about it um in a negative sense, um, away from all of that, though, people, if you've been paying attention to things off the field, New on signing a former Bayern Munich and Manchester City as well as German international Jerome Boteng has been fined 1.5 million after being convicted of biting, punching, and spitting blood in the face of the mother of his twin daughters on a family holiday, but he has avoided a five-year jail term, people. Um, this is quite crazy, really and truly. He appeared in court on Thursday. Thursday morning, people. The 33-year-old was convicted of assaulting his fiance, his ex fiance Sharon Sandler, during a Caribbean holiday three years ago, but avoided, as I said, a, fi- a five-year ter- term. People. Um, uh, apparently, the court. It, apparently, she told she told the court that Boteng bit her and spat blood in her face and punched her in the kidney so hard she could not breathe. He denied all the allegations made against him as he testified for almost two hours on Thursday. The footballer claimed that he was the one who was attacked, telling the court that his missus had become aggressive and insulting towards him and hit him, injuring his lip. He was convicted of causing dangerous bodily harm and insulting her in an incident in 2018 while they were on holiday in the Turks and Caicos Islands in the Caribbean. He was then handed a 1.5 million fine, which is the highest possible financial damages that could be imposed by the Bayern Munich, by the Munich district, not by Munich, by the Munich district court people after the judge gave his verdict bolting hurried out of the courtroom surrounded by bodyguards and drove out in a black suv which was pursued by photographers um prosecutor had called for a suspended 18-month prison sentence and a fine of 1.2 million 1.5 1.2 million pounds 1.5 million euros what she got um for what she described as a toxic relationship boy why do you need so much peas though you know, what by a hundred and something, what one point five million. To be fair to you, you know, I don't want to comment on this because it, I don't know who's telling the truth. What I will say is, you know, innocent until proven guilty. You've been proven guilty, so yeah, it's absolutely disgusting that a man will put his hands on a woman that did, you know, that she'll put his hands on, she'll put his her hands on him, and he'll put his hands on her. Obviously, the stuff we've read out is quite gruesome. It's quite disgusting. It has no place. And if he has done this, you know, to be honest, he deserves to. to to, 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 to have a jail sentence, you know, and, and, and like I always say, you know, I sympathy for the victim because the physical wounds might heal, but the mental wounds might not, you know, that might, her relationship with her next boyfriend, with her sons as they get older, assuming she's got any, with, uh, you know, a, a, someone that will treat her right and not do things like this, you know, even a male in, she might go Sainsbury's and the cashier might be a male, it affects her relationships in life, you know, and this is why I have great sympathy um for for people like this you know it's quite upsetting and you know it's, it's it has no place in life man and i mean any decent human being who is listening to this right now you know you know i don't have to expand anymore it's absolutely disgusting and things like that if i'm completely honest with you and and in that regards it is what it is moving away from that and to finally get towards wrapping things up people um Sadly, it's the Premier League back. I say sadly because Arsenal got Norwich, people. You've got Crystal Palace, Spurs to kick things off. You've got Arsenal versus Norwich, Brentford versus Brighton, Leicester versus Man City, Manchester United against Newcastle, Ronaldo debut, Southampton versus West Ham United, Watford Wolves. Chelsea, Aston Villa, some decent games, you know, Patrick Vieira, hopefully he can get one over Spurs in the in, in the lunchtime kickoff. I can't look beyond Spurs. I just think Palace will be in trouble. I think Spurs are in good form, as you can see, they're top of the table and business as usual in that regards. Of course, I hope Vieira and, and Zaha and Koken can do something about that. Pardon me, Brentford against Brighton. That's going to be an interesting game. You know, I'm keen to see, you know, what, what Brentford have made a decent start. Brighton have got a load of, a load of plaudits. I think that's a fairly even game. I'm keen to see Ivan Tony against the experienced Brighton defenders. Um, Arsenal versus Norwich, you know. Arteta has to get a win. You know, he's spoken a lot about I've got the tools, I've got this and that. We're at the point where we're actually tired of speaking about Arsenal. Not only do you have to win, it's about a, a win's a win. So I think many people will take a win with us playing shaky and whatnot you know when you haven't got a points or scored a goal or whatever or haven't got a win it's nice to just get such such um but if you could win in a convincing manner manner you know, you might pick up some momentum. It might relieve some sort of pressure. A win's a win, but you've got to win, and you've got to win convincingly, whether that's the scoreline or how you lot play people or his peak. You said you've got the tools. You said you've got to work. You said there's no excuses. Go out and make it happen. Short, sweet, to the point. You said you've got four, Allegedly, there's four games to save his job. Do I think it's that, based on the way Edu has been speaking? Of course not. Or him himself. So you've got four day, four games to save your job. Arsenal against Norwich. I'm happy this isn't at Carroll Road, people. I'll be completely honest with you if I'm Norwich you know if I'm I'm Norwich if I'm any team that plays Arsenal you think you can beat us and you probably can you know you you just you know if you do your job you turn up and you look like a football team Arsenal will self-implode will give you opportunities and it's down to you to take it we need too many variables at this football club to be perfect before we can put in a shift and as a football fan how many times are you going to have everybody fit no suspensions you know no no decisions go against you. It's like, we I don't know what sort of game we're playing. It's like, you know, football, like the world, life isn't fair. And is football get with the times, you know? So that's Arsenal, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, as I said, Crystal Palace, welcome Spurs. You've got the Cristiano Ronaldo debut, potentially. He has been training the last couple of days with Man United. I'm sure he's not... I don't think he'll sit on the bench. He might, but I don't think he will. You've got Ronaldo's debut against Newcastle. Probably the game of the of, of, the, of the day, I would say, is Leicester versus Manchester City. It's a shame that's at 3pm because that's going to be an interesting clash as Manchester City travel to Leicester. Um, Southampton-West Ham, that's going to be a decent game. Wolves versus Watford. Can't look look beyond Wolves. I back Southampton to beat West Ham. I think there's there's a couple of shockers here. You've got Aston Villa against Chelsea, 530. I know Lukaku's fitness is touch and go. Um, but yeah, man, if I had to say predictions for the weekend, we might as well start doing this. Spurs will probably win, but I'm gonna say one, I'm gonna say two one Crystal Palace because obviously we can't say Spurs win. Arsenal versus Brighton. In my heart, I'm gonna say a jammy two one Arsenal win. We we go behind and we come from and we come back in. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 2-2 Brentford, Brentford Brighton. You know, I think it'll be a draw. So I'm gonna say 2-2 two, two Leicester versus Manchester City. As I said, I think they might be shocker. So I'm gonna say I will typically not look beyond Manchester City, but I'm gonna say Leicester 1, Manchester City 0. I'm gonna say Manchester United 4-0 against Newcastle. I think Ronaldo Brace Rashford, i Man said Rashford Greenwood, one of them guys will get on the score sheet and someone else will pattern it. So I'm gonna say four, pardon me, four-nil Southampton against West Ham. Pardon me, I changed my mind. I'm going to say 2-1 West Ham. Watford Wolves, I'm going to say 1-1. Chelsea versus Aston Villa. My heart is saying 3-1 Chelsea. Um... But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say three two Aston Villa. So that would be how I'm feeling in relation to the fixture calendar, people. Um, I know transfer window is done, but should we see if there's any transfer news and whatnot? Or see what the gossip columns are saying, just because it's a nice way to end this. Hit the like button if you're on YouTube, if you haven't already. Make sure you're following across Apple, Spotify, and all of these things. And shout out to Arsenal ladies, Medina as well. As she's hit a hundred, um, hit a hundred goals. Obviously, Arsenal reached the group stages of the Champions League. Something the men's team can't um it's really good and obviously in in 10 or so 20 years from now Medina's probably inspired a generation of female footballers. Who knows? Someone that goes on to do better than her will use her as a guide point, and that's good for the game. Ronaldo said he's not at Man United for a vacation, as, I mean, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm not going to read it. You know, we know he doesn't go for vacations and things he's about. When you mention Ronaldo, you mention winning. Um, When you look at the the gossip calling people, Bayern Munich are interested in 25-year-old Timo Werner, who has not started a Premier League match for Chelsea since the start of the season, rightly so. From Chelsea, I'm flogging him, you know. End of the season, I'd probably not do it in Jan, but flog him. You'd imagine Bayern Munich can make their peas back. He probably will go to Bayern and start bagging a couple of goals. But here, it doesn't look like it's going to happen in the Premier League. And he's just, it's nothing. It's not that his mentality is poor. It's just, he just looks like he don't believe in himself scoring goals. You know, Lukaku, Lukaku might be in poor form and he might be missing, but he keeps going. And other strikers, it looks like Werner it generally gets him down. And I think, you know, he just looks mentally, he's not prepared for this thing, really. So I think they should cut their losses. Allegedly, in January, Chelsea are set to revive their interest in 22-year-old France centre-back Jules Aconde. Um, If if Seville lowered their asking price to about €50 million. Euros. Apparently, you know, a former Arsenal linky in Frank Kessier, the 24-year-old, he's drawing interest from Liverpool, PSG and Chelsea. Um, So, yeah, AC Milan face a fight to hold on to him. Apparently, Arsenal have identified Sevilla striker um, Yusuf El-Nesri, 24-year-old, as an ideal replacement for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, but the Moroccan is determined to stay at the Spanish club. So they're just, you know, papers are just using us probably, you know, to gauge interest and it wouldn't surprise me if he signs a new deal. Allegedly, Kingsley Coleman is likely to reject any offers from the Bundesliga champions to extend his contract as the 25-year-old is dreaming of a move to the Premier League. Telemans is being watched by Real Madrid, Barcelona and Manchester United as Leicester tried to tie the 24-year-old down to a new contract. Didn't he sign one two years ago? Two, um, two years ago, two minutes ago. Um, the Foxes have also made contact with Serie A, side so Setsuolo about Italy wing up Iradi over a possible January move. Barcelona made a £68 million bid to re sign forward Neymar before the reality of the club's financial problems saw Messi leave the Catalonian side to actually ironically join the Brazilian people, as you lot saw at Paris Saint Germain. Liverpool will target Valencia and Spain midfielder Carlos Saler as a replacement for Dutchman Ronaldo, who obviously left the club on a free transfer to PSG. Um, apparently, Paul Pogba thinks Oli Golasolcia should sign um, Tul Shamani, the 21 year old who he's been bigging up. Um Again, in relation to Jack Wilshere training at Arsenal and Ainsley Maitland-Niles, and um, and Mickey and and Mikel Arteta coming to resolution. Check my last other live streams, people. I've touched on that. Apparently, Laporte has confirmed um, Barcelona's president com- um, has confirmed that there's a scheduled meeting with the agents of Osman Dembele as the Catalonians look to tie him down to a new deal. AC Milan are interested in 25-year-old Marco Asensio, who plays for Real Madrid people. So that's that in relation to that. Obviously, we've been here for 28 or so minutes. You know, again, not too much to speak about, but we've had to sadly cover some racism. We've sadly talked about Jerome Boateng's domestic violence case. You know, the fact that, you know, Liverpool could be missing a couple of players um, on the weekend, and that probably means Adrian's um, probably starting goal. We touched on England. We previewed the Premier League. Pardon me. And we probably said one, two other bits and pieces throughout this that I haven't touched upon. But yeah, man, you know, I enjoy doing this podcast. It's one of my favourite bits of content and I hope you lot do too. Please check out the rest of the content. By the time you're seeing this, there's probably a lot of content to come from me today, which is Friday. I'm going to, you know, preview the Arsenal Norwich game. I'm going to have Malf, um on my, on my channel from 4pm. You know, Q&A show as well. 11.30 live stream where we'll be previewing and talking about things. Apologies for you and your people. Me. Stupid o'clock. Apologies, people. Um, I get up crack a dawn for you lot. Um, bag of content, people. Obviously Arsenal versus Norwich watch along tomorrow, so make sure you're you're setting your reminders of that and things like that. But yeah, man, it's always lovely being here with you lot. And on that note, have a great start to the morning. Hope you've all had a great week. Hope you even have a, a greater weekend. Hopefully, Arsenal can get three points. As I said, we heard Mikel Arteta has five games. You now got four international breaks gone. Now start your season in the way you want to send it. Start it, people. But for now, people deluded. I'm out. It's been a fantastic pod. Oh, <laughs> like <laughs>